where's the best place to buy tires? Where's the best repair shop for my hybrid? Questions about your car? Drive into Dobbs. With more than 40 locations, our team of technicians will get the job done right the first time. For deals you can use, click on gotodobbs.com now. For over two decades, E&B Granite has been St. Louis's trusted name for kitchen, bathroom, and outdoor space renovations that are guaranteed to bring new life into your living spaces. Their skilled team will provide you with personalized customer service, fast turnaround times, and prices you won't find with big box stores. Support local and schedule free consultation at enbgranite.com or call them at 314-645-9300 or better yet, stop by the showroom and explore their massive inventory. Again, that's enbgranite.com. It's a fast lane here on 101 ESPN. Welcome back here. Jamie Rivers, Tanner Hendrickson, Andrew Marsh. Uh, we head out to the celebrity line now to be joined by Tim Britton, senior writer that for the athletic that covers the New York Mets. Tim, how are we doing today, bud? Pretty good. A little intimidated that you're calling me a celebrity, that you're putting me on the celebrity line. That's that's too much. Uh, listen, you come highly recommended. Uh, the celebrity line, quite honestly, might not be good enough for you, okay? <laughs> I'll, I'll take it, but you know that's, that's, that's your decision. <laughs> All right, so let's get into this a little bit here. Uh, before we talk anything Cardinals-related, I want to talk about the Mets. I, I'm so intrigued by what has happened this season. Obviously, uh, with the owner, Steve Cohen, going out and just dropping money like nobody's business, um, you know, calling his shot, wanting a championship within the first three or four years, I believe is what he said. Maybe it's five, I'm not sure. And then everything goes sideways. How did we get here, Tim? Uh, There's a lot of different things that have gotten to this point. Uh, It was was a three to five year window, Cohen. He said he'd be disappointed if they didn't win in the first three to five years. Uh, and, and this year, he's actually said, even before the season went haywire, back in spring, he said, you know, I kind of regret saying that. Um, <laughs> so, so he's realized it's harder to, to build something quickly in baseball than he envisioned going in. I think that's part of the problem here is that, you know, he came in uh, ahead of the 2021 season. He thought, you know, that offseason that he was going to be able to hire whoever he wanted, really, as his president of baseball operations. That didn't work out. They've had a lot of flux in their front office over his three seasons. They've had essentially four different general managers in three years. Uh, now with Billy Epler in that role, and they're still going to look for a president of baseball ops again this offseason. Uh, and then, you know, the, the plan was kind of to do what the Dodgers did a decade ago and spend a lot early and then build your farm system as it comes along. The problem is their farm system was pretty behind what the Dodgers were at that point. You know, they didn't have Clayton Kershaw as a young pitcher on their major league roster like, like L.A. did. Uh, and because they've had so much flux in the front office, it's been hard for them to build out that farm system. And kind of the original plan for agency was, okay, we'll, we'll sign guys to two- or three-year deals, then they'll be ready to be replaced by our farm system. Those deals are, are running out. <laughs> they don't have the replacements ready to come up, especially on the pitching side of things. Uh, and that's been uh, where they struggled really on the field this year is, you know, they expected to be led by their starting rotation uh, with Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander at, at the top. Uh, and they've had some injuries there. You know, Verlander missed a month. Jose Quintana missed the entire first half of the season. Uh, and then Scherzer and some of their depth pieces, guys like David Peterson and Tyler McGill, just did not pitch the way they thought they were going to. And Tim, you mentioned spend a lot, and they came in with the highest payroll in baseball to start the season. Is there a lesson to be learned on how they spent and how they went about things in terms of in-free agency? You know, I think a lot of people will, will take from this, like, oh, don't spend in free agency. You can't build a team through free agency. 
I think one interesting thing is like look at the ages of the guys the Mets were were signing in free agency. It wasn't like they were signing you know guys who were 28 or 29 guys who hit free agency for the first time. They were signing Verlander at 40, Scherzer at 38, uh, you know Mark Canna, Eduardo Escobar, Starling Marte at 33 and 34. These guys a little deeper into their careers, and so the decline hit a little bit earlier than they thought. You know these were shorter term deals. It was two and three year deals for these guys, uh, but. You know, you never know when when that decline is going to start to hit. So I think, you know, as they pivot towards the future here, and they've said uh, after the trade deadline, they're looking more at 25 and 26 as their chance to really contend again in the National League. I think we'll see them in free agency maybe uh, place more of an emphasis on youth. Uh, You know, there's a couple starting pitchers this offseason who are in their mid to upper 20s instead of guys at 32 and 33 or 40. Uh, that I think they might focus on more than than they did in the past. All right, so you mentioned 25-26, the focus, but yet still looking at the free agent market this offseason, looking at pitching, which, coincidentally enough, what the St. Louis Cardinals really <laughs> need here. How aggressive do you expect the New York Mets to be in pursuing those pitchers, and who do you think they might be targeting? Yeah, you know, they, they've talked about uh, kind of, uh, they're, they're not going after necessarily, they're not going to be kind of star power that they had coming into this year. So, uh, you know, that's, lends itself against the idea of a pursuit of Shohei Otani. There is still the thought that, like, you know, he is such a unicorn of a baseball player. Steve Cohen uh, appreciates that and that, you know, it could get to January. and He says, you know, what the hell, I'll pay him $600 million. Um, he's got that potential in him. I think uh, another guy from Japan, uh, in Yoshinobu Yakamoto, uh, is the other guy that they might be looking at. He's going to be 25 next year. And so if you say you want to compete in 25 and 26, Signing a guy that young, having 2024 is kind of his uh, platform, his year to get used to and acclimated to Major League Baseball the way Kodai Senga has for them this year, uh, and then hit, be in his prime still with the rest of your your young core that you're expecting to come up. Maybe he's the guy they focus on as kind of their big addition this offseason. Tim, when you look at how Steve Cohen has done business so far, he's been, uh, we talked about already, uber aggressive on the open market, and you, know, you can't tell him no to anything. <laughs> And so I'm looking, you know, moving ahead here into this year's free agency, and you know maybe some of the free agents that look at what happened here in the last two years, to where he went big, but it all kind of fell apart. Do you think that'll hurt the Mets in any capacity when they go looking for some of these high end guys, just knowing that maybe the team, from a baseball standpoint, doesn't have their stuff together? You know, I, I think that's a good question. I think that's something that might apply to say. Uh, Otani, who has been, uh, you know, the, the Mets have been trying to be the Dodgers, e- the East Coast Dodgers, and they've looked a lot more like the East Coast Angels. Uh, so I don't know if, if Shohei Otani says that's the team I want to uh, sign a long-term deal with. But, uh, you know, my, my colleague Will Salmon at The Athletic has done really good reporting on this, talking to agents about, you know, how the Mets might be looked at this offseason. And most of them told him, you know, money still talks. Uh, and if the Mets are willing to be the high bidder on a lot of guys, I think there are a lot of players who will happily take that money and look at how they handled Scherzer and Verlander, kind of when things went south, when those guys did express maybe a desire to go elsewhere. They were accommodated. Uh, it's not like they, they were held hostage in New York uh, beyond when they wanted to be here. So I think, you know, it, the Mets don't look quite as, as fancy a, a destination as they had maybe last offseason, but I don't think they're sullied overall. One guy that I kind of will look at here on the New York Mets and in the rotation, I think he's going to start in the series against the St. Louis Cardinals, is Jose Quintana. Is there any chance that we could see them look to potentially move him in the offseason? I know his name was kind of flirted around around the trade deadline. Is there any chance they may look to move him in the offseason, even though they still need pitching? 
I, you know, I, I thought uh, the same thing that you did at the trade deadline, that maybe, you know, Quintana had just come back from missing so much time that, that maybe a team would look at him and say, hey, he's fresh. We'll be, we'd be willing to give up something pretty good for him. I think this offseason, the focus changes for the Mets. I think, you know, that, the, the signing of Quintana, that's a, a blueprint for what they might do for other pitchers this winter is sign kind of veterans to the, the, that kind of two-year deal mid-range that they, they signed Quintana to. Uh, so I think they'd probably hold on to him this winter just because of, what they need to, to refill their rotation with Scherzer and Verlander gone. You're basically looking at a rotation that has Quintana, Senga, and then a lot of question marks. So uh, my, my guess is they'd want to hold on to him. They really liked what he's brought to their rotation. They kind of brought him in thinking he could be like Chris Bassett was for them last year, a guy who you know maybe wasn't going to go out and throw eight shutout innings consistently, but was going to go six pretty much every time out and was going to keep you in the game. And if you had a good offense, he was going to win a lot more than he lost. Uh, and Quintana has provided that season back. It's just the mess haven't scored at all for him. Tim, great stuff, man. We really appreciate you joining us today. Again, that's Tim Britton from The Athletic, covers the New York Mets. You can catch him on Twitter, at Tim Britton. Uh, he's got a lot of great stuff over there. Again, Tim, thank you so much for coming on to today. So anytime. Thanks for having me. All right, thanks again. Again, that's Tim Britton.